A few weeks ago, I woke feeling different. I've been suffering with a trapped nerve in my shoulder for three weeks, and the severe pain was finally easing, but it was still debilitating. I couldn't understand why the pain was in my lower arm, or opis therna, upper hand, and that I could lift heavy food crates without further pain. I went downstairs and checked my blood pressure. It was higher than my normal raised blood pressure, and I started to worry. You see, when you get older, your body tells you to slow up or stop. But like many, we ignore these warning signs until something makes you stop. I rang 111 and answered a hundred questions, only to be told a doctor would ring me later that day. As I waited, my mind surged over events of the last 10 years, which only increased my concern and anxiety. By now, patients had gone out of the window, and I rang our GP in the hope of an urgent appointment. I'd even said to Liz, would she take me to A&E? However, by 2 p.m., I'd received that 111 phone call and seen a doctor who did not seem to appear overly concerned. Only now, upon a COVID-free cough or sneeze, do I feel the pain in my shoulder. But throughout this ordeal, there was the realisation for us both that we had not made a will. Even now, the thought of its complications, had things taken a turn for the worse, still haunt me. But had they... I know I would receive my resurrection body and been at peace with my heavenly Father. You see, often when we gather on Easter Sunday, we think about the resurrection as making it possible for us to go to heaven when we die. That certainly is true. But what about the resurrection in everyday life? Does the resurrection of Jesus Christ have anything to say to us in times of illness, sadness, joy, or celebration? I think it does. So follow me as I explain why. First, Jesus came announcing the kingdom of God. In Mark's Gospel, Jesus says, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news, Mark 1.15. Now, the kingdom of God isn't heaven. The kingdom of God contains the promise of heaven, but it contains so much more. The kingdom of God is generally thought to be the unhindered rule and reign of God. When things are as they should be. Listen to these words in the Old Testament by Isaiah. Isaiah 65, 17-25. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again Will there be in it an infant who lives out but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years? For one who dies at a hundred 
will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will, be, will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labour in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be people, people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This was the prophecy of the prophet Isaiah. This message was directed to the Jews who had returned to the land of Judah after the Babylonian captivity and destruction of Jerusalem. But it wasn't just to them. Because while God may make Jerusalem a delight and the people a joy again, the new heavens and new earth, the wolf and the lamb eating together, the lion eating straw like the ox, and the absence of harm or destruction of any kind would have to wait for another day. Jesus came announcing that God's plan to put everything right was being implemented with his presence. Remember that John says, they, the disciples, still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead, John 20, verse 9. It is the resurrection, with its defeat of death, that becomes a foundational event making possible the new heavens and the new earth, the wolf and the lamb eating together, and the lion eating straw like the ox. Let me explain. Jesus not only announces the kingdom of heaven, he demonstrates what life will be in that kingdom. So how does he do that? Jesus demonstrates what life will be like when God puts all things right by performing miracles. The point of the miracles is to demonstrate that in the kingdom of God, everything is as it should be. That means no one is hungry. So Jesus feeds people. If he feeds 5,000 at one time and 4,000 at another. But a miracle that we overlook sometimes is the miracle of sharing table fellowship with tax collectors, prostitutes, and others of ill repute in that day. Why does he do that? Because in the kingdom of God, we are all welcome to God's banquet. Jesus also demonstrates that in the kingdom of God, there will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed. Revelation 21, verse 4. So Jesus heals people. Let's talk about healing people. In various places in the New Testament, it tells us 
that Jesus healed everyone who came to him. Because of his healing power, vast crowds flocked to Jesus. The sick came to Jesus. Because in the first century, if you were lame or blind or had a skin disease, you were an outcast. You were reduced to begging for food or anything to keep you alive. Your family abandoned you. Your friends avoided you. And there was no hope because the practice of medicine, if it existed, often did more harm than good to the sufferer. But in the kingdom of God, the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, and the lepers are made clean. There is no disease in heaven because the great physician heals that which has gone wrong. The resurrection makes kingdom life possible. So if Jesus came announcing the kingdom of God and then demonstrated what it would really be like by feeding the hungry, healing the sick, and raising the dead, then how does that affect our daily lives now? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead makes all of that possible and more. The resurrection is the pivotal event in which God exalts Jesus and makes possible kingdom events then and now. In the resurrection, God demonstrates his power over sin, death, and the grave. God forgives sin because Jesus has given his life to put God's people right. God has power over death and demonstrates it by raising Jesus. God's power over the grave means that not only are the dead promised eternal life, but those who mourn shall be comforted. The resurrection of Jesus, Paul says, is the first fruit of God's kingdom. The indwelling spirit of God is the down payment, assuring us that God is going to make good on his promise. So as I was thinking about the resurrection and my pain, I realized that by the doctor who saw me, that the healing that was done was all a direct result of the resurrection of Christ. Healing is kingdom work, and any who do it are participating in the work of God in this world. Matthew 25, 31-40 When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, 
and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited, invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In other words, those who feed the hungry, satisfy the thirsty, befriend the stranger, clothe those in need, care for the sick, and visit those in prison on doing the work of the kingdom of God. It is to those that Jesus will say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. We do not create the kingdom of God by what we do, nor do we ourselves bring in that kingdom. That is God's doing. But we can pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we can actually do the work of the kingdom of God because the resurrection of Jesus Christ has made that possible. Paul sums up the significance of the resurrection this way. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God to the Father after he has destroyed all dominion authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 20 to 26. On this Easter Sunday, I want you to know that the resurrection of Christ has opened the door for the kingdom of God to be demonstrated and one day fully realized. But until then, those who do what Jesus did, who feed the hungry, who care for the homeless, who heal the sick, who reach out to the stranger, who minister to those in prison, who seek justice for the most vulnerable in our society and care for them. Those people are demonstrating the values and the vitality of the kingdom of God here today, whether they know it or not. The resurrection does matter. It matters to us when we approach the door of death 
and it matters to us each day of our lives. Where there is healing, God's kingdom is present. Where there is care for the hungry, the needy, the outcast, God's kingdom is present. The resurrection matters because it is our guarantee of God's power, presence, and providential care now and all the days of our lives. One thing is for certain, this shoulder pain and numbness will eventually cease. And I can reduce my blood pressure by cycling again. There is still one thing that I need to do, and that is write a will. Any witnesses out there? Regardless of my future health, and that of this uncertain time ahead with COVID-19. I follow a God who can raise the dead, and that he is the only one that can do that. And if he can, well, all things are possible with him. So on this Easter Sunday, you can say with me, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Amen.